Hi, I'm Faith. And I'm Corey. And whether it's a book, movie, or a fairy tale, we'll stick with you to the better end. Hey, Faith. Hi, Corey. Uh, I have an icebreaker question for you today. If you had the opportunity to create a worldwide conspiracy theory that people actually believe. So I guess like however you want to sort out how that would happen, like if you were given like government influence or power or if you could just use magic and implant it in people's brains or if you just like let something slip and it got out at a party and now that idea is at everybody's like head <laughs> i was at a party at the washington <laughs> monument with every government <laughs> official from every country yeah something like that so like i the details of how this idea gets out there aren't sure. important what is important is what weird like conspiracy do you wish you could start mm. Can I, like, bring back something old? You know, like, something old, something new? Sure, yeah, something borrowed, something sure. blue. Um, yeah, I I think I would bring back one of, like, the old legends. Like, maybe I would say okay. that, like, wood elves are real. And they've been okay. really, really messing with the price of lumber lately. Um, because okay. they're protesting. <laughs> And that's why right. lumber is super expensive because all of these like wood fairies, well, no, not the same thing. Are you saying, are you saying fairies and elves are the same or? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. No, 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 no. Just wood elves, just wood elves. I have to choose, choose the okay. genre. Okay. Um, yeah, all of the wood elves are protesting, and they have, like, enchanted the wood to make it, like, three times as hard to cut down, because mm. they are sick and tired of the rainforest getting chopped down. So, I put it in the minds of all of these politicians and all of these people at the Washington Monument that the party I'm at, um, that the wood elves mm -hmm. have been protesting, and that's why. And here's 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 the catch, Corey. Here's what's gonna happen. Yeah. I am going to become the sole mouthpiece for the Wood Elves. And Oh, you're gonna be the Lorax. Yes. But for the yes, Wood Elves. Except the <laughs> It'll be like, Hi, I'm Faith. I speak for the yeah, Wood Elves. And everyone is just going <laughs> okay. to start believing that they're real. And so they have to go along with it. Yeah. I mean, these are the terms of their agreement. If you ever, ever, mm -hmm. ever want to like start producing wood again, you have to be more sustainable. They want yeah. 17 pizza pies from Chicago right now um in my hotel room i'll give it to them later okay so you're I, and i guess this is a this is an important point is that the conspiracy theory does not mean wood elves are real it just means people believe in the theory yeah 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 well i'm just so i'm you're just speaking, saying that you're wood speaking elves for are the real. wood elves but the wood elves don't yeah, yeah well they're not real i am a fraud I am right. completely, completely making everything <laughs> up, but I just really, really like get under the public skin and they believe me and mm -hmm. they want, uh, they want like elven rights. Like Hermione Granger did the things 
and now they they care yeah. a lot they really want to really want to okay. help out so they agree to all the terms of the agreement partial payment goes to me because it's a lot of work to be a mouthpiece and mm-hmm. um yeah then after that anytime anyone like wants to like give a little gift to the wood elves you know because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who would really buy into it I'll just like list right. all of my personal preferences <laughs> and I might like help out real people too, depending on how big this gets. Yeah. You'll be like, the Wood Elves really like mac and cheese. Yeah, Velveeta mac and cheese. The Wood Elves would love a private jet in yeah. anywhere. Just a private jet hard stop. Yep. And they just want to invest in themselves. So they take Venmo. I, <laughs> I, okay. I understand that the wood elves don't have social security cards so i have to be the one that right. is controlling the venmo but every cent of that yep. is going also towards they them. also they need more money because they can't retire on social security <laughs> this is true they have been living so, in yeah. terrible conditions smaller and smaller trees because there's not as many old big old trees because they've been cut down yeah um i really am the oh, lorax but i'm like homes. lorax with personal ancestral benefits homes yeah you're the selfish lorax <laughs> i am the lorax i speak for the you're like the, what's... <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay i like i like this conspiracy uh i don't know if i love getting swindled <laughs> you but... don't know you're being swindled you are a part of the vast majority of people that just now believes it because the conditions yeah. for this were not faith what conspiracy theory can you come up with that will help humanity your conditions were if you could ruin everyone's lives by like making them believe something that's not real what would you do and i chose the selfless act of getting myself a lot of good things on top of saving the rainforest Mm -hmm. which i think evens out when i get to heaven um i'm not gonna get into the theology of that (laughs) But <laughs> I will say, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good conspiracy theory. Um, hi, this is Faith. She speaks for the for the wood elves <laughs> who occupy the trees. Yes. Um, votes for the wood I elves. I could. I really like uh, this. Could be wood this could be my new suffrage. career. Just <laughs> yeah. advocating for non-existent wood elves, but really advocating for the rainforest. And yourself, don't forget. Corey, I uh, I am but a just... drop in the ocean of the rainforest. <laughs> okay. Well, you brought up some relevant things to to the story we're gonna be trying to come up with a better ending for. Today. Did I? Um kind of it's a stretch, but I'm gonna go okay. with it because we need a segue. <laughs> so there are trees. Okay. At certain parts. Uh, There are also... Wood elves, I think, would fall under the realm of fairy tale-esque-ness. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, also, like, most people really did believe in them and they were terrified of them. So, I I think that they could. I think maybe more fairies they were terrified of. I don't know if, like, elves really came out to be what they were until, like, J.R.R. Tolkien. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think historically elves and fairies and fae, all of those have been like interchangeable. But I could be wrong. So sure, not claiming one hundred. So Tolkien just brought but, a new spin on things. Yeah, he did put a new spin on things. Uh, he, I can't get into Tolkien, or I'll, I won't stop Tolkien. <laughs> so tell me about this this um, thing that we're going through today. So. It's a fairy tale. Okay. I'm going to give you some hints and then see if you can guess which okay. one. And this time it'll actually be a surprise because I didn't tell you. Yeah, this is the thing. Every time that we're like, boo doo 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 doo, we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, it's a joke. We know what we're doing. But today, today on the most auspicious of occasions, I have no idea what we're about to do. Corey has kept me in the dark. Faith is in the dark. <laughs> uh, okay, so... There is an auspicious occasion oh. in this fairy tale. There is also a princess mm. and a prince. Is this written by a... Uh... Who is it written by? Ooh. <laughs> I can't tell <laughs> Well, you. I had an idea in my mind. Oh, Midsummer's Night Dream? Shakespeare. I couldn't think of his name. I've had a long day. No, it's not by Shakespeare. <laughs> I've had a long, uh, arduous is... journey back from the what else. Leave me alone. It's not Shakespeare. Okay. There are, yeah, he's got some things kind of in that realm. Uh, there's also a prince, if I didn't list him Okay, yet. a prince, a princess. There's what? Woods. There's what constitutes a national tragedy. Mm, is this Snow White? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> there's definitely like a... There is a moratorium on a certain object or activity that is not thoroughly followed through on that leads to the national tragedy. Then there is a lot of magic going on. Mm. And there's an there's an ogre. Okay. And there's also a pot full of r- repulsive reptiles. Uh, do I know what this is? I like reptiles. <laughs> 100% you okay. do. There's also uh, some attempted cannibalism. Okay. <laughs> uh, give me your give me your best Honestly, guess. Honestly, I have no idea. Is this something familiar to me? So far, we have a pot of slugs. Yes. We have an ogre, which I'm sure it's not Shrek because I can't reptiles. remember anything about Shrek and the other things you said. No. Um, a no. prince and a princess. Ugh. Yeah. Corey, Corey, I have no idea. Is it, is it? There are some, there are some fairies. Okay. Is it Sleeping Beauty? It is Sleeping Beauty. Okay. I felt like I had already said that, but I guess I just said Snow White and called it a day. You said Snow White and Shakespeare and then called it a day. (laughs) I really got tired. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't have any recollection of a pot full of slugs or an ogre. You really threw me off with that. I never said slugs. I said repulsive reptiles. And slugs are not reptiles. They're bugs. Wait. No. Yes! (laughs) Yes, they are. Slugs are... Are bugs? No, they're amphibians. Yes. No, they're not. <laughs> Frogs are amphibians. What makes an amphibian an amphibian? Its ability to live on both land and water. Yes, slugs can sure as goodness no, slugs do live not. in puddles no, 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 or no. live on dry no, land. No, no, no. I've seen both. No. I've seen them with my own no. two eyes. 
I don't have time to look into exactly what <laughs> slugs are, but they are not. Bug is not reptiles. the right word. I didn't say they were reptiles. Uh, I didn't uh, say they were reptiles. You, I, said I said they were amphibians. <laughs> and if a reptile and an amphibian is the same thing, then I'll say I'm wrong later. Reptiles and amphibians are not the same. I never said amphibian. I said a pot full of repulsive reptiles. I- <laughs> um, oh, okay. I see so what listen, happened here. Slugs, slugs are gastropods, uh, and they're a part of like the mollusk family. Are they bugs? The answer is no. I'll tell you that right now. The answer is no. Slugs are not bugs. Uh, let's see. Are slugs bugs? No. A bug crawls. A slug slugs. They're not in... You were trying to say they're reptiles. No! Don't try and shift the argument around. They were amphibians, because an amphibian is a liquidous water creature that can live on land. (laughs) Uh... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll give you that. But anyway, the the story we're talking about is Sleeping Beauty. Okay. <laughs> and there are no slugs. Slugs are not mentioned by name ever okay. in Sleeping Beauty. Uh, so I'm not talking about Disney's Sleeping Beauty or, well, in any of its iterations because they've made a couple. And I'm also not talking about the Sleeping Beauty in Maleficent. Okay. I'm talking about as close to the source material as we can get, mm. which we don't have the original, original Sleeping Beauty because like lots and lots of fairy tales and folk tales, they were originally passed down verbally. Okay. They were just spoken and they were originally written. Well, not written. They were originally told as like stories to entertain adults as they worked labor jobs out in the fields or in the household of a of a richer person or in their own household okay and so there are lots of different flavors okay on this kind of story depending on where you're what at. flavor is uh, is the one you're cultures. telling us so this is this is the most european of all the flavors okay. because it's the one that has it's the one that most modern adaptations have drawn inspiration from okay and it was originally written down I even hesitate to say originally written down because there's some complications in like original authorship. Okay. But the edition I'm going to read or I have read and I'm going to tell you about is by Charles Perrault, who was a French middling aristocrat who wrote down a bunch of fairy tales. Okay. And his goal was to be able to sell them and like market them towards children and also the rest of the aristocracy. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, he had to make certain changes. Uh, so okay. he had to add morals to them. Sure, they couldn't he just be... He had to add morals to them. He had to... Yeah, and he also had to make the aristocracy look good. Mm, um, of course. When originally... Yeah, when originally when these tales were told amongst peasants... Sure. They often would have made fun of the aristocracy. Good. Um, and they still do. Some of that still gets through. Okay. And they were originally written... Both to be humorous and entertaining. So the original verbal versions of these have a lot more uh, potty humor in them <laughs> and different stuff like okay. that. But the sanitized versions we have have morals and are 
are meant to be moralistic. Okay. Um, but another feature of the earlier ones is that original story ta- or fairy tales were told to convey like societal fears. Mm. So what the peasants were scared of or what they wanted their children to be aware of, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So lots of fairy tales teach stranger danger and also don't trust the aristocracy <laughs> and also don't marry outside of our like village oh, no. because that's dangerous. Just marry your and cousin, folks. Anybody... That's the safest bet. <laughs> Almost. Um, and like fear of the unknown or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, including sometimes and a lot of the time women <laughs> were the other. Uh-uh. Don't trust women. Oh, they no. might really be like some kind of fairy in disguise mm. uh, who's just out to like trick you or will only stay with you as long as you can trick her into staying with you. <laughs> so there's some problematic stuff. But Charles Perrault's Sleeping Beauty is actually titled uh, The Sleeping Beauty in the Wood. So your wood fairies were apt. Okay. Um, and it starts with a queen and a king who have a baby. Mm-hmm. It's baby girl, this princess, and they invite all the fairies from the kingdom that they know of, mm-hmm. except for one, uh, because she hasn't been heard from in 50 years or more. And everyone kind of assumes either she's dead or she's been put under one of her own spells. And so they just don't invite her. So they invite the other, I believe it's seven fairies, because seven is is a good number. Um, and they have a custom set of gold utensils and plates and a little gold box to put it all in made for each of the fairies who come to this like naming day feast kind of thing for the baby okay and so all the all the fairies come all the people come they're having a great party and then the old fairy who's been missing like nobody's heard from her in 50 Mm -hmm. years shows up oh and they fix her a seat like they they're like oh we're so glad you came even though we thought maybe you were dead uh, <laughs> so she just they didn't get an invite right she didn't get an invite because nobody had heard from her in 50 well, years well that's no reason to be rude ah uh, so i see whose side you're gonna <laughs> take in this uh, but they invite her in like to be fair but the problem is they can't put together another set of the gold stuff the the gift box basically because it was custom made okay and so they can't do that and she takes great offense at oh that. no they should have just the like other given fairies, the cousins some copper i know the other cousins uh not cousins you got me <laughs> messed up the other fairies they start realizing that she's probably going to do something bad so the first six give their blessings to the baby basically like magic blessings so that she'll have these traits or whatever so one of them makes her the most beautiful one of them makes her the most kind they make her the most uh sweet tempered and they give her all these specific very classic disney princessish like qualities mm-hmm. and then the old fairy who almost got left out left out shows uh, up and she, she was left out gives her blessing yes and she gives her blessing and it's that when she pricks her finger on a spinning wheel, she will die. Her blessing? Yeah. Oof. Well, she's, she's, she kind of sells it as like, I'm going to give a blessing too, but then it's a curse. Are they allowed to say no? No, thank you. No. No, they, they don't. These are not like choose, pick and choose which ones you like. It's uh, it's mandatory apparently <laughs> once it's given. So then she, she pieces out. 
Okay. And the last fairy, who's also, I think, the youngest, she has saved her blessing. Okay. So she says, I can't undo the old fairy's curse because she's too powerful, mm. but I can change it a little bit. Okay. So she says, when she pricks her finger on a spinning wheel, she won't die, but she'll go to sleep for a hundred years. Oof. Yeah, big oof. So the king immediately, like the party's over, he outlaws spinning. Um, oh, no. Foreign imports. Yeah. So there's no no spindles, no spindles anymore because nobody can, can hurt the princess. Sure. And that goes swimmingly for a paragraph that expands <laughs> over like 16, 18 years. Okay. And so then uh, the king and the queen decide to take their daughter to one of their country estates and they go there and some little old woman who's called honorable. So she's not like sketchy or anything. Okay. This little old woman who's up in a tower somewhere spinning wool. She never got the memo that spindles are outlawed. <laughs> and so the princess wanders up to that tower and sees that the old woman is spinning yarn and she says, oh, it's beautiful. I'd love to try. And she touches it and immediately pricks her finger and is out. I wonder like, if they had cold. just taught her like, like sharp safety, then she wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> like maybe they like let her try it out with like a crochet needle she moves her way up but instead they're like no 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 don't let her touch anything sharp and everyone's like uh you could just and she's they're like no nothing sharp and so then she like yeah, immediately of, like, falls her... into it because she doesn't have a natural yeah. fear yeah honestly we'll get to this but they should have just told her been upfront with her instead of outlawing something and then making a whole big mystery out of it and not even doing a great job outlawing it because they go to an estate that they own in the country and an old woman in their employ owns a spindle. So whose fault is it anyway? But <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So she goes to sleep. They immediately send a message to the young good fairy who gave that last blessing. Okay. She borrows a pair of seven league boots from a dwarf and uh, which apparently help her walk really quickly. Like you can pass over huge swaths of land and she makes it pretty close. And then she hops in a, a carriage pulled a carriage made of fire pulled by dragons. Oh, good. Which are other things that, <laughs> yeah. Other things that don't get used in the Disney adaptation, which they should. Uh, Absolutely. They yes. should. Why don't we have dragons in Sleeping Beauty? Because they're in the source material. Um, hey, I have a question. I haven't seen Sleeping yeah. Beauty since I was probably five. So uh, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. I feel like there's a dragon. So Maleficent turns into a dragon. Okay. So maybe that's where but I'm getting that from. there are good dragons. But I do feel like a bad fairy shows up on a dragon, leaves on a dragon. There's purple no, I think fire she turns into a dragon. Yes, but that's that's the Disney one, and we're not doing Disney. Okay. And I haven't seen the Disney one in a long time, so I'm not qualified. Okay. But she, the the good fairy, shows up, and she gathers all the people in the in the household in the castle, this country estate, together. All the servants, all the uh, handmaids, and 
even the horses and the mice and the animals, everything, and she puts them all to sleep for a hundred years. Oh. So that they'll all sleep while the princess sleeps. But the king and queen don't stay, they leave. <gasps> she makes them leave. She makes them leave? Well, it doesn't it's not clear, but I guess they can't abandon their kingdom. I guess they can't right, right. And so also they have to make sure that this castle stays a secret. Mm-hmm. So they leave and immediately a forest grows up around this estate and it's it's nearly impenetrable and there's all these rumors about it and the king and queen make a like an edict that nobody can go into that wood at all under any circumstances. Oh. Um in order to keep Sleeping Beauty safe. Sure. And so a hundred years pass. Uh, a new king has has risen, like several, I'm sure, in succession. And now it's a different family lead the kingdom. And one day, the young prince goes out exploring. Mm-hmm. And he goes into the woods he's not supposed to go into. Uh-oh. And he discovers this castle. Um, and as he enters the castle everything starts to wake up because a hundred years has passed and it just happens to be that's the same day he's like entered Ugh, plot convenience um, i call plot convenience I'll oh be yeah 100 percent. <laughs> so he enters uh there's no magical kiss really like in the disney one mm-hmm. but they do fall in love and then they're secretly married, but he has to keep going back to his father's kingdom. Okay. Um, where his father and mother live. And he goes back to them and then he spends, basically spends weekends with his wife at her king, at her little castle in the woods. Okay. And they have two children who grow up to be like five and seven by the time the king dies. Okay. And then, uh... Then the prince feel now that the prince is the king, he feels comfortable bringing his wife and their two children, who are named Aurora and Day. It's a little girl and a little boy. Wait, I thought the princess's uh, name was Aurora. Like Sleeping yeah. Beauty's name is Aurora. Yeah, but it's not. What is her name? It's not. Her name is. Uh, we're not really given her name in this one. Okay, in so they name versions, the kid, but they don't her name, name is, her. Right. In other versions, her name is Briar Rose. Okay. Or just Rose. Some t- I think there is a version where her name is Aurora, but in this, the the one that most people reference, mm-hmm. her she doesn't have a name, uh, but her daughter's name is Aurora and her son's name is Dan. Okay. So they travel back to the king's kingdom and everything's hunky-dory, right? Mm-hmm. Except it's not. Oh, no. Because do you remember when I mentioned there's an ogre? Ugh, I forgot about the ogre and the pot of slugs. We haven't encountered that yet. Yeah, yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, so guess who the ogre is? Ugh, Shrek. No, so the ogre is actually an ogress, and it's the king's mom. His mom is an ogre that his dad married for her money, I think. Okay. So the king's mom, I don't know how the king then isn't an ogre, but he's not. He's he's handsome. Everybody likes him. He's a good king. But he is the son of this ogre. And so now that his dad is dead, the, his ogre mother is worse than she's ever been. Oh, no. Um, 
But everything's fine. Okay. Because the king the king lives at home and everything's good until war breaks out and he has to go away for a while. And so the queen mother, the ogre, mm-hmm. she decides to take her little her little family, since her son is away, they're going to go to one of their country estates, because everybody has a country estate, apparently. Okay. Uh, the better to eat her grandchildren and new daughter-in-law. <gasps> no! So, the house they live in is run by this steward, whose name, I believe, is Robert. He gets a name, but it's run by, yeah, his name is Robert. It's run by this steward and his wife. Okay. And the queen immediately is like, Stuart, bring me Aurora cooked in sauce. And cooked in sauce? Um, cooked in sauce. What kind of sauce? And it's not specialized, specified. Um, no, no, no. I like specialized. It's not a specialized sauce. It's a regular kind of human person <laughs> sauce. Yeah, yeah, just whatever you'd you'd put on your grandchild to eat them. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you can just think about all of the sauce. all of the people that that this ogre could have eaten. Instead, yeah, but she wants to eat her grandchildren. She's got something against them. Maybe she doesn't like their mom. I don't know. But anyway, so Robert is like, uh, I guess I gotta, or else she'll eat me. <laughs> Yeah, but he goes to he goes to snatch up Aurora in the middle of the night, but then he can't. He can't do it. <sighs> so, he takes her to his house okay. and leaves her with his wife to take care of and he goes and he kills a lamb and he dresses the lamb and cooks it to in sauce. In sauce, in, in regular human sauce. <laughs> in regular human sauce and it fools the queen so good. Then later she says, "Robert, bring me day cooked in sauce." Ugh. And Robert's like, oh, I don't know if I can trick her again. And so he's like, I guess I got to kill the kid. But then he goes and he sees Day and he's like, oh, I can't kill him. He, I think he has a favorite. He definitely hesitated more with Aurora. Really, really he's just getting more nervous that he's going to be found out. And what? If he tries to and trick what? her again. He gets cooked in sauce. She can't make him cook his own sauce. And apparently she can't find her own cooking to, like, do it herself. Well, apparently she can, but she's used to being royal. Well, too, so maybe she won't go to the trouble. If he's her only maybe. servant, she's going to be like, nah, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good That's a good point. Uh, he does have a wife, though, so I guess she could eat her. I don't know. Anyway, I'm so, so he mad you wouldn't feed me these children. Instead, bring me your <laughs> wife. I'll know this time because I'm watching. Yeah. Ugh. So she, he doesn't, Robert doesn't kill Day. He takes Day back to his wife and says, hey, take care of this kid. And then he kills another lamb, feeds it to the ogre, and she's fooled. Good. She's like, this is the best. Thank you. (laughs) Then she says, bring me my daughter-in-law cooked in sauce, Robert. Um, I, I have, I have a guess as to what's going to happen next. So Robert is, is 100% sure he can't trick the queen again. And so he goes planning to kill her. But when he gets to her, he sees her and she's so beautiful and so sweet and so kind. And he's, She's only ever been kind to him. And so he tells her what the queen wants. And then he takes her to his wife. 
And she's a, a, a not Aurora, mm-hmm. the princess, queen, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's so excited to see her children because she assumed that when they got snatched up in the middle of the night that her mother-in-law ate them and she'd never see them again. Uh, and she wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah, but what can you do? Like, it sounds like she's a pretty mean ogre. Um, I'm pretty sure she would have yeah. been worried herself. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. I mean, no. So then he no, hides her with his wife. Definitely not. Then he has to... Then I think he kills a goat or maybe a full-grown sheep. And he cooks that in the the normal human sauce, mm-hmm. the regular human sauce. Serves it up to the queen. And she's fooled. The plan has worked flawlessly. Good. Everything has gone according to plan. Until one day, the queen, the ogre queen, is, like, skulking around. And she hears Day crying because his mother has threatened to give him a slap. Uh, I thought she was kind. Yeah, right? (laughs) So that was a turn in her character that I wasn't (laughs) expecting. Spare the rod. Yeah, so she, and I mean, like, serves her right that she's going to get caught because she's going to slap her child. (laughs) Uh, But she gets caught. Everybody's in trouble. And so now the queen summons this big pot of of repulsive reptiles or slugs, as they may otherwise be known, (laughs) to be brought into, like, the courtyard area. Um, and it's full of snakes and lizards and frogs and things that I guess we're supposed to assume will eat people on contact. Okay. And, and she's going to throw them in there. And then her plan is that she'll trick her son into believing that like wolves came and ate his children and his wife. Uh-huh. Cause he doesn't know she's a, uh, she's a, an ogre and he hasn't he noticed that everyone's hiding and missing and everyone <laughs> is terrified and they're living in a cave. No one's noticed. Apparently, apparently he has some suspicions because he comes back and he gets there just in time. Another like plot convenience. Yep. He swoops in and the, the ogress like lunges at the children or whatever. And in her haste to try and get them, she falls into the pot of slugs that she had summoned for them Mm. and is immediately like eaten by them and dies. And then everybody else lives happily ever after. And that's the end? And that's the end. Uh, but then we also get a moral. Do you want me to read you the moral? Sure. It's not long. Okay. And it, it announces itself. Moral. Waiting so long for a man refined and strong is not at all unusual, but it is rare to wait a hundred years. Indeed, no woman today is that patient for a mate. <laughs> Our tale was meant to show that when marriage is deferred, it is no less happy than the ones you know. Uh, Nothing's lost after a century or so. And yet for lovers whose passion cannot be controlled and who run off, who has the heart to denounce them or to teach them a moral lesson. So women are impatient. And if you wait a hundred years to get married, you might have marital success, but also who knows? But also, isn't success if your mother-in-law tries to eat you and your children? I feel like that second part was like part two and there's got to be another moral. Uh, no, that's the whole moral. Well, the morals are like, it's two like sets of verses. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first one is waiting so long uh and women not being patient anymore the next one is 
our tale was meant to show that when a marriage is deferred, it is no less happy than the ones you know. However, then it goes on to say, but even the people who can't wait to get married and they just, like rush off and alone, uh-huh. who can who can tell them a moral? They're they're happy. <laughs> so your moral is do what you want, but also be patient. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I think the moral um, is. For people who are listen- willing to listen to morals and everyone else, they're like, nah, mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll probably be okay. Divorce uh, isn't an option for another hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Just take a nap. Take a nap. If you have problems, nap. Yep. A hundred years should do it. It'll take the edge so my off. Question, my question is, how can we come to a better ending? Um... I'm not going to ruin the whole story by stating the obvious, which is always check your guest list and make sure if you have any, like, <laughs> vengeful fairies missing, maybe add them on or maybe, like, make a little bit more discreet location. Um, yeah. I don't want to ruin the story maybe by stating should... the obvious. Yeah, you should... That would just prevent the whole story from happening. It would be a much shorter story. It would say... The king and the queen had a baby girl. Eight fairies came and gave their blessings. The girl was perfect. Life was happy. The end. Um, It would be a good story. Well, it would be a story. <laughs> it would be a story. You need conflict for a good story. So it does have conflict. Sure. Sure, sure. Uh, so maybe, we'll give it that. maybe the parents, I like the idea of the parents, like, teaching her, um, like, sharp things safety and, like, hot things safety. Yeah. Um, like them parenting her. Yeah, like don't hide her from it. Like maybe teach her in combat. And she, if she can mm-hmm. handle a sword, she can handle a, a sewing needle. Right. Also, how many princesses whose parents are rich enough in a rich enough kingdom where they have multiple estates? Uh, how many princesses are gonna have to labor and spin yarn? Um, that's true. So maybe they just say. That's really boring. And it's not, it's not all sharp things that are dangerous. It's only only the spinning wheel. Sure, which is why I'm saying she should train on other sharp things. Well, not I'm not saying wheel. she should train on the spinning wheel. Then they can be right. like, by the way, because it sounds like they didn't clue her in, which I would change. I hate, yeah, by the I way. I think they've got to a clue spinning her wheel. In. It's like knowing your own allergies. I mean, we all mm-hmm. have we we all have a right. sewing it's needle like, in our that, lives. No, that's that's such a good comparison because think about it. It's like her parents know she's deathly allergic to strawberries. Sure. But they're not going to tell her they're just going to remove strawberries from their life. Right. But somebody else might have strawberries. Mm -hmm. Strawberries can be naturally occurring. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be more effective to tell her, hey, if you eat a strawberry, you're going to die? Right. So here's the here's the here's the quandary. Why didn't they tell her? And they should. So maybe we change something about this. They should they should tell her she knows she's allergic to spinning thread needles. She knows it. She's avoided it her whole life. And so when this like gracious old lady, because maybe they still remove them, they want to be extra careful. Mm -hmm. Like you don't keep you don't keep peanut butter in a house with a kid who's got a severe peanut allergy. Right. So they still remove them. The gracious old lady is like, I like spinning thread. 
<laughs> and she's like, uh, I'm allergic. Yeah. Um, although it has to be Sleeping Beauty, so maybe she's still, maybe something happens. I don't so know. So I had a thought, I had a thought of, so we could go back even farther. Oh. And make alterations, not removing the threat. Okay. But what if we made it more of an active threat? Mm. What if the queen, instead of being like, hey, if you touch a spindle, it'll prick your finger and you'll die. What if she is, what if instead she says, I, when you turn 18, I am coming for you. Oh, no. I'm going to prick your finger and you will die. See, the direction I thought you were going with this was... Um, like the like the question about the slug, like the would you take a million dollars if like there's a slug somewhere in the world a, that was trying to kill you? A snail that follows you your whole life. Yeah, yeah. and if it like, touches you, you die, and it never stops. That's the direction I thought you were going with. Like it was a flying needle, and at one point in her life, the <laughs> flying needle will finally catch up. And I was like, good, good, good. And you're like, and then I'll kill you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, well, we could go with that one. So we could go with the needle is coming for her Mm -hmm. and she cannot avoid it. They can't outlaw it. All they can do is doomsday prep. Sure. I guess. Um, Or I thought I kind of liked the idea of the the bad fairy is just like, I'm going to fight you. You have 18 years, baby. (laughs) So it comes down to an epic duel. Dead in the eyes. And it's like, huh? It comes down to an epic duel. Yes. And so then they spend the 18 years, instead of 100 years where she doesn't get to live with her parents, they do move to a country estate and the parents stay and maybe they even say like she died so that nobody will bother her. But they go and visit her so that she still has contact with them and they get to be happy. But they hire all these trainers in martial arts. Yes, street fighting. Every kind of violence. Yeah, she is is a deadly weapon. And the only thing she's allergic to is needles. Wait, 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 yes. wait, wait, we took the needles out, didn't we? <laughs> well, the only thing she's allergic to is getting her butt kicked by the bad fairy, <laughs> whose who's, who's weapon of choice definitely should still be a needle. So I don't mean to, like, draw from the Disney fairy tale, but mm-hmm. in the Disney fairy tale, the fairies got to go live with her, and they really protected her. So maybe she just, like, starts building... Like, her own self-confidence. Yeah, she's doing a lot of <laughs> martial arts. Maybe it's going to come down to, like, a duel for well, them. maybe. But she has backup. Maybe. I'm thinking instead of fairy godmothers who, you know, fight over what color she should wear, mm-hmm. they, she has these, like, very beefy instructors. <laughs> beefy fairy instructors. <laughs> Yeah, what what if we make the good fairies men? Who knows? Uh, you can and, have beefy women. I like to think of, of, of a dainty I, lady with some meat on her bones. Don't don't just qualify only beefy men. That's true. I had this idea of her being surrounded by who, these people who would otherwise be scallywags, <laughs> which could definitely include women. Uh but I kind of, I guess I pictured the the guys in the in the bar entangled. Okay. <laughs> Who are like I ripped. have a dream. But <laughs> but I like 
I like having, maybe we do make it, it's still the fairies, but the fairies are there to teach her how to kick butt. Good. Maybe so they're teaching her magic. Each of the fairies. <gasps> what if, oh. what if this is like a, like a Harry Potter twist? Like she, <laughs> you're a fairy, Aurora, but like not really. They just <laughs> teach her like as much as they can. Maybe they can like what gift they... her with a little bit of magic. What if they teach her to be a magician? Yeah, card tricks. <laughs> Use illusions. Yes. <laughs> and she can she can throw down a puff of smoke, and none of it's real magic, but it'll definitely be enough to confuse Ooh, and upset the bad. Fairy this when is she the shows best up. idea you've ever had. She can learn <laughs> all the karate she wants, but she will never be able to fight with like real magic except for right. with fake magic that's really yes. good yes she becomes the best magician yes maybe she's making a little <laughs> bit of money on the side like with a local townsfolk to the point where they're yes. like they're all in on it and they're like you know aurora she's a she's a She's a witch. She uh, she has magic. Yeah, she yeah. definitely has magic. And they all go to sit down and watch. And <laughs> she she just pulls out her like little magician hat and she's kind of wearing like like that like dainty little sparkly thing that like mm-hmm. all the magician's assistants wear. So she's kind of all in one the best. And she's yeah. I will cut my own mother in half. And the evil fairy is like, you're going to uh, do what? Stop. No, I liked her. She was in my wedding. Don't. Yeah. She just like, freaks out. I have out. it out for you, but leave your mom out of this. Yeah, she starts like pretending to like shoot fairy wands, like whatever, into the crowd. People Magic. are in yeah. on it. So they're Sparkles. just like fainting. She, invi- she invents glitter. Yeah. She just starts shooting <laughs> glitter at people, and people are like, uh, I got caught, and they like fall down. So yeah. it, it ends up with just her, her, a bunch of people pretending to be passed out, and the bad fairy. <laughs> oh, well, and I would love if, if we said that the bad fairy is going to come beat her up on her 18th birthday, kill her on her 18th birthday, I would love for instead of Aurora hiding, and we're going to, we're going to call her Aurora sure. for the purposes sure. of this, I guess. Instead of the princess hiding for 18 years, she hides for 17.5 years, <laughs> but only kind of because she befriends the townsfolk and goes to birthday parties and sure. stuff. And then for her 18th birthday, she throws the biggest party ever, and she sends a specialized invitation to the bad fairy. Oh, man. To be like, this is where I'll be. And the bad fairy shows up, and it's this big party, and a stage, and lighting comes on, and then the princess starts her magic routine. I <laughs> She saws her mother in half, this. like you were saying. And, yes. she has this, and the bad fairy is just so confused and upset and is like, I... What do you mean you made that man disappear? Yeah, she just gets... She, oh. like, sees all of these people, like, yeah. like getting got by, like, fake magic mm-hmm. that she just... She's like, well, I mean, I'm old. <laughs> I, and maybe even she takes it in in a good humor she's like well you know i thought i'd seen everything and she like slow claps <laughs> and then the princess brings her her golden box of things that was supposed to be given to her oh yeah and she's like i'm sorry we didn't yeah. invite you yeah and she's like i wanted to make sure you were invited this time and then they make up and they don't fight and then there has to be a sequel to get the boy in there i guess yeah and then the ogre maybe it's her great great grandchild though because she didn't this guy is like a hundred years forward in time 
Well, and maybe we can, we can like snap him back into this timeline. <laughs> we could, but we do have to do a sequel because I think we've reached the better yeah. end of this, of this uh, particular part of the fairy tale. Yeah. Better end for Sleeping Beauty by Charles. Well, the Sleeping Beauty of the Wood by Charles Perrault. Hey, there's no official one. author on this because mm-hmm. it was a folk tale. So I think that this is just the Faith and Glory version. Okay. By us. And then we'll do the Faith and Corey version part two next time. <laughs> Maybe. We can finish it up. All right. Well, I think we've definitely gotten to the better end of at least the majority of the story. Yes. The whole part getting one. married and having an ogress thing is part two in the future. I like the idea of having a part two because this is, this is really two fairy tales in one. It really is because you have the whole drama of bad fairy and curse. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you think she's rescued and life is good, but wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's ogres. I, I completely agree. Tune in next time for part two. We'll, uh, we'll figure yeah. out how to treat this, this ogre, um, Peter Wright. She will probably end up like Shrek. I'm not going to lie to you. Shrek has got to be involved. And there will be shrugs. Uh, Not shrugs. There will be slugs. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no. There will be shrugs. (laughs) And on that note, uh, if you enjoyed our podcast, and even if you didn't, please leave us a review. Uh, Give us us those good, good stars and write us some kind words. Um, also, if you'd like to send us your suggestions, mm-hmm. what can they suggest to us? Well, if you have a story that you just can't get a ring around the end of it, you just, um, you just send it right on to us and we can definitely put an ending on it for sure. Yeah. Consider, consider this our, well, in these past episodes as our formal audition yeah our portfolio this is our portfolio yeah Yeah. our portfolio to get your business to let us finish (laughs) your story but you have to give us credit for part of it yeah you have to be like chapter nine faith and Corey's version yeah (laughs) so you can send us your stories you can send us the titles of any famous stories books movies tv shows uh audio dramas whatever that you don't like the current ending of or that you just think it would be funny to hear us talk about or you would like a, a alternate a Korean faith version ending for. yes um and send us your weird icebreakers because uh we're we're running low we need we need supplies yeah we uh we're we're hitting hitting the bottom of the barrel although the bottom of the barrel is where the best slugs are at this is true. Uh, so send us your slugs to at. Uh, send us your slugs to suggestions at to the better end dot com. See ya. Bye bye now. Mm-hmm.